Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Before the show starts, make sure you visit the Breakfast Store for all the sweet Breakfast merch, like the super comfy Breakfast T-shirts and the very dapper Breakfast coffee mugs. Go there now, BreakfastStore.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is Preston Hillier. You know this dude from projects like Queen of the South, Candy, and coming very soon to The Walking Dead. And that's not all. We had Breakfast at Garcia Bros Cafe. So let's go. We have Preston Hillier today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He has character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilized the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast Time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Preston Hillier, welcome. Yay! Yay. Welcome to the tiny studio LA in NoHo. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I think here. I think we met each other because we're both Nebraska football fans. We did. Uh, we we did. both lived in Lincoln, Nebraska for a time. Yes. We're both University of Nebraska alums. Yes. GBR. GBR. Big red. <laughs> we're both actors. We are indeed. Living in the LA area. We're living the life, doing yeah. the dance. So did you grow up all the way in Nebraska? Are you always in Nebraska? You know what? I lived in Nebraska until I was, I think it was 10, and we moved to Northern California, area, like, I don't know if it's really Central Coast, like Santa Cruz, Monterey Bay area. Okay. We lived there. I lived there for about four years. My dad and my brother stayed, and then my mom and I went back to Nebraska because I missed Nebraska. I missed my gotcha. friends. I hated oh, okay. living there. So I did live in California prior to nice. moving here for acting. What was the time when you decided you, when you started performing or when you wanted to do that? Was it really early? Was it later? I think it's, there's like people are tend to go one way or the other. They're like, extreme extroverts or extreme introverts. And I was definitely an introvert. Uh I made friends because I could do voices as a kid and make people laugh. And probably my earliest influences was um, in Living Color. Like I thought, wow, these guys can do all these goofy sketches. That's kind of what I, I, it was my jam. But I I had never seen anything like that before. But it wasn't until, I mean, you know, I had friends in junior high that you got to do theater. You got to do that. I was, I didn't want any part of it. Don't want people looking at me. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to be in front of anybody in that capacity. But it wasn't until I got to the university and was taking theater classes. I had answered some ad in a, I think it was in the Daily Nebraska, if you remember that. I worked at the Daily Nebraska. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was a columnist for the Daily Nebraska <laughs> oh for a couple God. years. Yeah. 
well, there was an, an ad in the back for like models and actors and whatever. And, you know, it was one of those trap things where they get you to come in and take pictures. And, oh, now you got to pay for the pictures. And, but I, I got a couple auditions out of it and I really liked it. And then eventually I started taking theater classes. And then I don't know, I just got bit by the bug. I was doing little plays there, started doing community plays at Lincoln Community Playhouse. So, what's the first big thing you did like in, at the Community Playhouse? I mean, I did a couple plays. I did, like, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Really? Yeah. Like, younger adults playing these parts, or was it no, also adults? Like, oh, it was all adults. All adults. That was my first experience at the Community Playhouse. It was great. And there was a guy there, Joel Story, who was playing Jack Nicholson's character. Mm-hmm. And um, he had actually had lived in Hollywood and been a Hollywood actor and had been roommates with Mark Hamill and, and Robert England at one time. So yeah. all these, you know, I don't remember any details of the stories now. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, wow. So I would pick his brain, and that was before I ever really considered moving here to be an actor. So it was kind of nice to have some insight from somebody who had been here and done it. Wait, so he was roommates with Mark Hamill? Yeah. Okay, so did he ever have any stories about Mark Hamill? You know, he wanted to go out, Mark Hamill's, like, real petulant. He's like, I don't want to go out. I want to go down to Pet Boys and get a power converter or something like that. No? <laughs> there were some stories about tattooing in there, but I don't really <laughs> um. <laughs> That's cool, though, man. Imagine, like, actually being him and, like, you know, obviously our careers could go anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Something You could hit a certain project and just go skyrocket. Or you might just, like, not quite hit anything. Or you, you have, like, a nice steady career. It could be any of those things. But, like, yeah. when your roommate with someone that ends up being in, like, the biggest movie still... One of the biggest horror movies either. I mean, Robert England was, I mean, he was on V. He was a yeah, dude, dude, V. He got, he got yeah. that, and that made his career, you know? Right. So, yeah, you just never know what direction it's going to go. But yeah. his direction didn't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also know from Lincoln uh, another actor, uh, Karen Wills, right? I do, yeah. We, we did, um, oh, my God, I think it was Amadeus. I did okay. her. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Was that like a play or was it, it a was, musical? It was a play. It was okay. a play, yeah. I'll tell you an embarrassing story about, not about Karen Wills, it's about me, the embarrassing story. Uh, so we were freshmen in college the same year, and Karen Wills, and I know I know her husband, uh, they've been together forever, long and time. so, so, but this is a long time ago. I did not know who she was, and I was like, uh, you know, Charlie Brown had the, the girl with the, the red hair that he had a crush on that he'd never talked to. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. So Karen Wills, when I was a freshman in college, I would see her, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that girl's like the most beautiful, <laughs> and, but I never talked to her ever. And one of the reasons I never talked to her ever is because my roommate was this guy named Tobin who went to high school with Karen Wells and her husband, uh, Matt. And Matt's brother is uh, Peanut Peanut from 311, the awesome bass player. Anyway, Karen was, she's not redheaded, but she, to me, like, represented, like, this girl I had a crush on in college I never talked to. But my roommate was like, dude, they've been together since they're, like, 14 years old or something. That's a long time. Yeah. So, uh, but Karen's very talented and still works in in Lincoln. Incredibly nice. Yeah. And also her and her husband are, like, friends of my my brother-in-law and oh, and wow. my sister and all those friends. So we all kind of run the same. Deep. Yeah, so deep. I see Karen, like, pretty much every time I go to Lincoln now, I'll, I'll see Karen. And it's yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, she's all over the... I mean, she's... She's always posting positive stuff, too, so... It's got to be weird to have the name Karen now, though, right? I know, right? Oh, oh yeah. Well, at least she's not, like, a blonde of... That's Bob, true. That's true. The Bob and... Yeah, and, she does uh, not... Nudie look to her. Although, I could see her asking for the manager. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So uh, how long ago did you move to L.A. then? I moved to L.A. in January, January 17th specifically of 2000. Okay. So I've been here a while. I moved here the day after we beat Peyton Manning. Oh, did you Also really? known as the last time Nebraska was good oh at football. God. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, I found out recently. You ruined it. I think look, you ruined our, I'll, our luck. I'll tell you what. I, you I'll, it with you. I'll give you even more proof that I ruined Nebraska's luck. 
the first day I lived in Nebraska when I came over to the Philippines, the first day we watched the game of the century. So pretty much from the beginning to the end, uh, I was in Nebraska. Over and you're, <laughs> you're selling your house and you're moving back to Nebraska. That's right. Scott Frost needs you. That's right. Oscar Nation needs you. <laughs> I think they'll figure it out. Maybe not. Uh, okay, so 2000. Santa, Satan, never see them together. Never see them together. Championships, That's right. Brent Pope leaves town. I mean, right. I'm seeing a correlation here. Somehow Brent Pope was the linchpin of the 30-year dynasty of Nebraska football. We'll see. We'll see how we can do Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you get to L.A., 2000. How long before you start actually doing stuff out here? How'd that go down? You know, it's funny. My friend, I, I talked about Larry Williams. He had introduced me to his friend, Tim Stack, who was... Uh, Tim Stack's great. Yeah, you know Tim Stack? Is that Son of the Beach? Son of the yeah, Beach. Yeah. Son of the Beach, yeah. yeah. So that show, he had helped write it, I guess, initially. My friend Larry did. But it was Howard Stern produced. It was a spoof of Baywatch. I got It was on really there. funny, by it the way. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was really inappropriate, but hilarious. I had gotten on there as an extra and got my SAG card that way. I was doing... Four days a week, I did one day I'd have a hat on, next day I'd have glasses on, the next day you see my back, next scene I'm walking through this carrying something or the other. Yeah. So it's like I was making a living as an actor doing background work. And then after that show ended, I started doing, I started waiting tables, bartending, and, uh, you know, you're kind of waiting for your break. Like, when yeah. am I going to get an opportunity? Yeah. They were nice enough to give me a line on Sun of the Beach. I had asked if I could audition for it, and, and they were just, they were very nice. And and uh, that was my first line on TV. And What uh, was it? Uh, hey, look who's patrolling the beach, Shamu. I remember it on, on without. <laughs> you got me right when I was drinking a water. <laughs> without a problem. It was Jamie Bergman who played the BJ Cunningham was her character. Name. Sure, I don't remember all this. Well, stuff. she was Jamie Bergman. I believe played like kind of like the Pamela Anderson. She was the Pamela Anderson of, of Son of the Beach, and was married to David. Um, Oh, God, the guy from Angel. He's now on SWAT. David Boreanaz? David Boreanaz, yeah. Oh. So she was pregnant with his child at that time in real life. Oh, wow. So they had to kind of write it into the show. And so I'm standing there. She walks by in her little patrol outfit. And I say, hey, look, who's patrolling the beach? Shemu. Super rude, but it was hilarious. <laughs> so that was my first line on TV. And then uh, I started doing soap operas. I was on General Hospital. And just kind of worked my way up from that and it's getting, you know, bigger and better stuff over the years and went from cop number one to, you know, Detective Johnson or whatever yeah, it is. You yeah, know, And you just kind of build your resume that way. Well, look, I want to say to you, you're one of the guys when I was, and everybody needs this person, I think, in L.A. or wherever you're trying to do some kind of creative career. You need that person that you've seen that has had some success and be able to, like, Hopefully they'll they'll be nice enough to give you access to them and give you some pointers, you know, because gosh, when was this like 2016, maybe some, maybe 2015 somewhere around there. Yeah. We had known each other just from watching football games, but we had never hung out. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, I'm I've been out here doing comedy and stuff and I'm trying to do other things. But like, can I pick your brain? I don't remember the places we went to. It's that place. There's two of them on Ventura. Hill oh, or, yes, it was. Um, um, Crave. Crave. Isn't it Crave? Yeah, Crave. Yeah, yeah. There's two Craves. Then I just kind of picked your brain, and you were, like, very nice. And Yeah, you're just like, I want, to, I, I want to start working as an actor, and, like, I, what can I do? Am I, what am I not doing right? Is there any, yeah. like, tips you have? Because I was just commercials at that point. Yeah. I couldn't even get, a, you know, I think, was, yeah, I think it was right before maybe I got my manager, Jess Canty, who's been on the show now, and that kind of changed a lot of stuff for me. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, I want to thank you for being that guy oh that God, did that. Absolutely. And then, was, you know, we have, like you said, you have to have people. And that's the thing is, you, you know, you keep those kind of people close to you because they're people you can trust, people you can actually get good feedback from. And 
have your back and they're yeah. going to celebrate your victories with you right. too, rather than go, Oh, that should have been mine. Yeah. You know, like there's not, there's so much work and, and right. there's no need for that. But, and then now well, you're that- working so much as an actor, I'm <laughs> coming back to you going, Hey Brent, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> like, well now, we, now we're like, I still think of you like up here higher cause you've done, you've been doing longer, but yeah, no, we're, no. but we're now we're, yeah, but now you know what's, what's kind of messed up those now that we've both grown into our silver hair and yeah. I have hair now. We might go out for the same parts now. We, we could. It's possible. Dear Lord. Well, Man. that's fine because if you get it over me, at least I like you. Today you know. we're friends. Tomorrow we're in. Yes. <laughs> Can Preston's voice do this? Can it do this? I just saw Preston come out of the room in a world. Oh, he did it better than me? We've oh. transitioned into, yeah, the gray hair is... Uh, that's kind of opened some different doors. Actually, I would prefer to call us the Silver Foxes now. Yeah, or the Zaddies. Or as, as uh, you know, you know what's funny? I did this commercial. Uh, yeah, it was out for like six months. Probably felt like six years to some people. It was Ozempic, and it was the um, yes. You're the Ozempic. The, oh, wait, yeah, hold that. on. Oh, 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 Ozempic. You know, that's a that's a pilot pilot song from the. Uh, that's one of the things yeah. I do. Pilot, 1974. Yeah, Magic is the name Magic, of the song. But yes. it's the band, yeah. yeah. Great song. Great catchy tune I, that you just, you can't, you hear it and you go, oh God, that thing's on again. Do you think they had to sell the, they had to sell the rights to that song oh, for them to, to use have. it, right? They had to have. Oh. And they've used it for years and years and yeah, years yeah. and years. So yes, so uh, you, you did this commercial. I I was like, hey, that's Preston. I told I told Tressa, I was like, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> they play the heck no, out no, of that commercial dude. still. They, no, still. No, 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 no. They stopped. They just started running another one recently. That Actually, my, I, my friend Mike is. I saw you. Oh, it was like six months solid. Okay. Like 20 I, times a day. I saw you uh, when I was on the internet on YouTube and commercials came up. Your your one comes up all the time still. Yeah. Oh, then they have still, some more money. No, yeah, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they, owe, it's, they have it for a year, I think. Okay. But we should have that during COVID. Like right when COVID had started, there was all these like crazy regulations. You can't be here. You got to yeah. go shield. Don't talk to this person. And then it was like a year and a half before it ever. I mean, it's still like that in L.A. Yeah, it is pretty much. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, on production stuff is like that. But um, Billy Gardelli was originally the Ozempic guy. Remember from Mike yeah. and Molly, and he's the that's r- oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. They had to let him go because he got gastric bypass because he was just tired of being a big guy. Uh, yeah, it was for health reasons. Okay, and so they're like, well, we can't really have you saying this shit works, and then and then you got it through really gastric wasn't bypass. From that, yeah, now we're gonna get wow. sued. So yeah. unfortunately, they let him go. But that gave you know room for my commercial to come in there too. And, you know, I would get text messages and pictures and people taking videos everywhere they were at. And like, there's print work stuff that they're sending me pictures. And I got a lot of like, oddly enough, a lot of followers from it on social media, which was bizarre to me because I'm thinking I'm just a guy in a commercial, but you know, I guess that happens. And I had a, a lot of men in the gay community yeah. started following me and they were all very respectful. Oh my God, you're so handsome. I love this commercial. You remind me of, of my, you know, my partner or whatever. And it's, it's like very flattering stuff. You remind me of my partner, Kyle Chandler. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, if only. But uh, it was really, it was really funny. And then I had one guy posted something on Twitter saying something about, oh, you know, I saw this commercial and it's the guy who's in everything. You know, this guy from this and that, whatever kind of thing. And then he said, he's uh, getting real zaddy vibes. And I was like, what is, what does that mean? <laughs> so I had to look it up what it was and and uh and i have because uh, i do personal training i have a lot of clients and a couple of my clients are are gay men and they were i asked them say hey you know i got this guy he said this thing is it is that like a bad thing oh my god 
laughing to me. That's a total compliment. <laughs> it's like you're you're like a handsome older man, like a, a father figure kind yeah. of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I, I didn't understand what that what that was you, all about. You know who you look like a little bit too. I started watching that show Euphoria recently, and one of the oh, dads on the show. He, he kind of looks like you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a mustache though, but he but he could be uh, <laughs> well, have to grow a not as close as Kyle Chandler does no, no, to you. No. I, but I, um, I love the Kyle Chandler. Yeah. I mean, I'll take that all day long. What's interesting to me, one of the things that interests me about you is you do a lot of your work in other cities. You do like Atlanta, I think, uh, Atlanta, New, 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 Mexico, New Mexico, Nashville. Yeah, um, all places. I've worked in Atlanta once, but all the other places. Do you find that fun to travel for work? I love it. The industry's changed so much, and it's never been an easy business, but it's it's been harder. The I think it was probably about 10 years ago, I got an agent down there, a friend of mine, Dean had had an agent down there and was getting a lot of auditions. And I thought, oh, my God, that sounds cool. Like, what a great idea. Yeah. Nobody else is doing that. Now everybody's doing that. I, I told too many people. But uh, I started getting work in, in Atlanta, and it was all taping. Everything was on tape. So it was a little different than being in front of the casting director. Reading. Right. So you're doing self-tapes in L.A., sending them there, and then hopefully they book you. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. it's uh, um, You know, they loved having L.A. actors. I mean, there's so many people that have moved there now that it's just saturated, and everybody in in Los Angeles has a has a Southeast agent now. Um, right. So it makes it it's like the odds are just as bad. But I got in there early and established myself, and I know a lot of the casting people. But yeah, I mean, I got to work in Atlanta. I was still working in Atlanta a lot. I was just in Savannah a few weeks ago working on a show, but like South Carolina, and it's great because every time I go a place like that, it's like you turn it into a mini vacation. Go see the sites. Go see all the historical places. Try all the food. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't normally go to Charleston or Savannah on my own. Not that they're not great places, but, yeah. you know, you're getting paid to go there. Might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, one of the craziest pieces of breakfast trivia is that Charleston, South Carolina, is for some reason, is one of the biggest markets for breakfast. I don't know why. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I don't know if it's, well, a, it's know, a college town. He does live there, so okay. I'm watching. So Bill Murray's probably just listening over and over and over. He probably does. He owns he owns a cafe there. He's probably hoping he can <sighs> do a show Bill there. Murray, thank you for listening. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it really, it's 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 a collective. You know? Maybe he's teaching like a mastermind class there also, requires his students to listen to breakfast. He could be. He could be. It's a thing. It's I a was thing. hoping that people were listening just of their own free will. But, it might you know, be. I'll, I'll it might be, but I mean, what? <laughs> better like six degrees of separation to have with somebody than Bill Murray. Well, absolutely. Everybody to watch. Yeah. You, listen to your show. I, I look, I hung out and this is the closest I've ever got to Bill Murray. I hung out with Joel Murray, who was an IO guy, oh, IOS yeah. guy. Yeah, we were just hanging with the same people, but we roll into like the IO in Chicago one time with oh, him yeah. and Mike O'Malley and my friend Christopher Beaver and me roll in. <laughs> like, I felt like we were gods because I was like, oh, we're with, we're, we're with Joel, Murray. we're with Joel Murray. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. And Mike O'Malley's got big, you know, big cachet there too, you know, because yeah. they, they both work so much and they're both so great in their own right, let alone Bill Murray, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a Bill Murray run in. We, My friend Hash took me to this. There, he was doing a show at the Wiltern and he had this woman who was a violinist and a guy who was accompanying him on piano. It was the strangest show I've ever seen, but it was so entertaining. He would like speak poetry and talk and like throw in little quips in between the lines. And then he would sing and they would play music. And I was like, what is happening right now? But it's Bill Murray. And at some point, people were had brought roses to him. And so he started running out in the audience and throwing them to people. And he came down. And it's like, as he was running up the middle of the aisle, I, him and I made eye contact. And he locked onto me and came down our row. Mm-hmm. And he just stopped. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was hoping my friend had his camera out because he told us all to turn your cameras off. Let's just have a good night. 
comes down, running down our row, and stops in front of me and does one of these, like, little looks at me. And I just, like, kind of freeze, and I patted him on the back, and then he took off. Wow. I was like, wow. That's funny. That's funny. Wow. Let me ask you this, because I just thought of this when you were talking right now. I was like, do you ever get confused for the guy in Friday Night? Yeah. Yes. I was just like, you look like Kyle Chandler right now. Ever since I was a kid, he was on a show called Homefront. And my sister would say, oh, you look like the guy from Homefront. Nobody ever knew. To this day, people don't yeah. remember his name. I'm gonna say goal the, is to I'm going to say it's the guy that looks like Preston. You the know? guy that looks like <laughs> Preston. My goal is to play his brother or something on some show at some point. How I've, amazing would I've that watched, be? I've watched uh, Bloodline, and if you haven't seen it, it's a great yeah. show. But I remember watching that and giving double takes to the TV. Like, holy shit. He does have, look like, like the you. same mannerisms yeah. and stuff. It's really spooky. Yeah. But from everyone I know, I have some friends that have worked with him. That he's just like the best person you could ever hope to work okay. with. Okay, so you're not exactly like then. Not exactly. Like <laughs> he's probably a little better than I am, and a little cooler, and a little handsomer. And, oh, I don't know about that. And, but uh... <laughs> before we go any further, we had a, a tremendous breakfast at Garcia Bros. I don't know if I should say. Garcia Bros or, or Garcia Brothers? They are brothers. They it's are brothers. The three Garcia brothers that but own the place. Abbreviated, but it is spelled so. like B R O S. So yeah. I don't know. I think they either way is fine. Enough room on their shirt, or it was like extra money for more letters on the sign. I think it's just cooler. It is Garcia cooler. Bros. Bros. And then and then we're having this conversation. Like, is it Garcia Brothers or Bros? And then yeah, you're, see, now you about it. now we never. Hype. That's right. That's right. Hype, yeah, <laughs> I love this place because it mixes very hearty food with also very like healthy options. Yeah. You know. And usually I go there and I had I have the healthy options, but today I went full on like, what's the most meat you can pack into a burrito? Oh my god, food is great. Yeah, I mean you can go egg whites, but well, you had the uh, what was it? The meat lovers. The meat lovers. The omelet. Uh, omelet. What, what did that have in it? Ham, uh, bacon, there was ham, bacon, sausage, hash browns. And it was like, you know, traditional omelet kind of flops over and has yep. stuff in it. It was like a scramble in an omelet, mm-hmm. but it was like a brick. It had so yeah. much stuff. It was so, like, hard. It was very, it was a lot of stuff. And I had the Supreme Burrito, mm. which I feel like was pretty similar. Ham, sausage, bacon, eggs, hash browns, cheddar cheese. Sounds uh, hearty. Now, for me, the highlight of the meal, though, is we shared the matcha green tea pancakes. pancakes. And I that's not a thing I've really explored that much. I've had it for different things, but not yeah. for pancakes. That was freaking I've great. Had I've had them before at another place, but these these are pretty damn good. Yeah, they're really good. Really, they didn't feel, you know, it wasn't like heavy. Mm-hmm. It was like just enough. Just yeah, it was enough just sweet, and it, it was tasted like it, like this is like a healthy. They were pretty light pancakes. Yeah, and, and also you. you got blueberries sprinkled blueberries, on top. So like it's healthy, healthy cream, matcha, yellow whipped cream. Drown that sucker yep. in some syrup. Yep, that was good. That, that was, was good. good. You didn't have it. I had a strawberry lemonade that had all this like chopped up fresh strawberries. Yeah, in it. there was mint in it. That was oh my god, that was good. It looked really good. It was and really good. strawberry lemonade is a uh, to me. Great flavored mixture together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, they complement each other. Yeah, it's They're really really friends. nice. A lot of times I'll go there if I want a healthy option. They always offer you like a a, a, a side salad. Yeah, with like some, I had a side salad with yeah, my omelet. with a little I vinaigrette to break up yeah. some of the you know the deliciousness yeah. with something healthy. Yeah, well which you're is actually still good. You're you know you're like a trainer type guy. You train I people. Do, you I know do. what I mean? Yeah, um, I save lives. So, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> I I agree with that. I often have get gotten the spicy chicken omelet there, which yeah. which has some has yeah. some jalapenos in it. It's got. Like, 
chicken I breast jalapenos pretty good tempting. and they have a healthy veggie omelet which is all the veggies but yeah. but mixed together very well and yeah they have, you go the i mean it just all depends on what kind of damage you want to do to yourself yep. also oh f- fans of the show last time at the season finale of season three i had admitted to everyone that i had never had avocado toast yeah i just never had you know it was one of those things where i thought i could get it everywhere so i'm like i just never end up getting it and it sounded kind of boring to me they have avocado toast there it comes with a fried egg on top Oh. And then I just order a side of bacon also. And I was like, okay, I've had it like three times now. This is delicious. I kind of feel like I'm eating bacon and eggs just with avocado with it, but that's fine. You know what's funny is that, it's, I mean, that's such a trendy thing now, avocado toast. Mm-hmm. When I moved to L.A. in 2000, a friend of mine who I became good friends, he's like my mentor, he's from Nebraska. Okay. He directed um, a thing. It was like an industrial I'd, I'd done there for Mutual of Omaha. Larry Williams, He he wrote Space Camp. He wrote like, Friday the 13th, the TV series, Hammer, all those old shows. He had, I went over to his house and he made avocado toast before anybody else was making avocado toast. Fresh guacamole from scratch, chopped up all the vegetables, mixed it, toasted it, a little butter, put that on top, fresh cracked pepper. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. I don't even know what avocado is at that point. I'm from Nebraska. I didn't really know, we didn't really have avocado in Nebraska. Um, I don't even know if it was just like some weird thing that you find, you know, California style. Well, interesting thing, when we talked about avocado toast last, one of the last episodes, the prevailing thought was that everyone thinks that it came from Australia and then it came really? over. Yeah, that's where it says online that somebody brought it over from Australia. That's what they claim anyway. Or who knows? Maybe well, there's you know another. the Reuben was invented in Nebraska. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the greatest sandwich in the world, well, by the way. You talk to a New Yorker and they'll punch you in the face for it. Yeah, like, but it, it was invented in Nebraska. It seems, yeah. I mean, I guess I could see why you would think it was created in New York because, you know, it's like. It's on. Well, there's it's got like pastrami or corned beef. That's a you know that's generally. A New York thing. I mean, there's a more of a Jewish population in New York. Yeah. It's very every Jewish deli has yep. a great Reuben. But it was a grocer, a grocer in in Omaha, I think maybe. Yeah. But I don't know what his background was. I do think the Reuben is the greatest sandwich in the world. It is. It is a hearty meal. And you can get it, you know, even if you get it with a different bread that's not the the rye bread, yeah. it's, it's maybe even better. I prefer it with a pastrami instead of corned beef. Yeah. yeah you can go a, a lot of directions with it. It's a yep. very versatile sandwich. Turkey. You know, you get a turkey. Yeah. That's a, Ruben's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I get the avocado toast thing now. I get it. Stop messaging me. And then the people that, the you know, top avocado toast haters start messaging me now because yes. now I like it. Garcia Bros Cafe. Loved it. It's in my neighborhood. I can walk there, guys. You go there, you might see me there all the time because I walk there literally. It's a half mile from my house, and I walk there. It's 10 minutes. And now that you've introduced me to it and I'm a mile and a half away from it, that's going to be a... So when you start walking there, you tell me, and 20 minutes later, I'll start walking, and then we'll get there at the same time. Once I got a full sweat going and my my Apple Watch tells me that I'm ready to die... That's right. ...then I'll let you know I'm on my way. Well, thanks for going to Garcia Bros Cafe. I love that place, and I'm glad we got to go together. Yeah. You play a lot of cops and firemen. I do. Right? Is that... Have you ever done anything like that actually in real life? You know, that's a... Great question. I originally, when I went to the university, was a criminal justice major. I wanted to be a cop. My brother was a cop for 20 years up in Santa Cruz. It was just kind of like, I don't know, it just seemed like a logical step for me. I was a security guard in college up at Bryan Hospital. I was actually at Bryan Hospital when Tom Osborne came to see Tommy Frazier when he had his blood clots. I was working as a security guard then. So that's something I originally wanted to do. So I think it was an easy role for me to play because it just kind of was in my my wheelhouse. We have the kind of body type. You're kind of muscular. You know, yeah, you look I like, like you. I look like it. Yep. I can act like it. You know, you, you act like just enough jerk, but enough hero at the same time. Yeah. 
And then when I was a kid, I was wanting to be a fireman. So I guess they were just natural roles for me. I don't yeah. get them as much anymore. If I do, it's like the fire chief or the fire captain, the police chief, or you know somebody higher up or de- detectives and stuff. But I, that was my that was my like bread and butter for a long time. I get auditions for. Um Used to be a volunteer fireman, but let himself go 15 years ago. <laughs> and Got now married, was, ate a lot of avocado toast. And now is divorced and a hoarder. Um, I mean, if we're going backstory, this is kind of what we're looking for. Covered in the crust, just the crust part of Reuben sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has some stains in his shirt that says, you know, uh, Apple Valley uh, Volunteer Fire Department. He's slovenly, but they call he call he says the word slovenly because he's not very smart. He's a, uh, he's a cultured kind of guy. <laughs> well, I just thought this interesting. We got to talk about whatever you can talk about The Walking Dead because it's coming up October. We're going to have the last eight episodes. Yeah. And you worked on some of the last eight episodes. I worked on a few of the last eight episodes. Okay. Some of them are listed on IMDb, so it's I can't really deny them. It was a great show to work on. I don't mm-hmm. really want to get into details. No, 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 about the roles, no details. Cause... But I'm more interested in like the overarching, like what was it like? Because you know that's it's an iconic show. It's been on forever. People love it. Yeah. Uh, what's it like to one be working with some or a lot of some of these characters that we all know? Uh, what it's like to be just part of that culture? And um... you know, I I had read for it years ago several times, and then it just kind of. I never read for it again. And I thought, well, that's that's life. I guess I'll just never be on The Walking Dead. Right. You know, it was like one of my favorite shows on TV. And then my girlfriend and I were getting ready to move into a house. We just bought a house. And I got an audition. And I kind of blew it off because I thought, I'm not going to get this. I'm never going to be on this show. And <laughs> she talked to me through it. Just pretend. There was a this scene, something that happened. I have to show a lot of emotion. And I just wasn't able to get there. And she's like, Remember today when we went over to the house, we had we had, had our house tented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um the gas guy came to turn the gas back on. He said, Hey, I don't I don't know if you're aware there's a part of a cat in the front yard. And so she freaked out and she said, Can you come and remove this? And I don't know how it got here. So it was like a, a coyote or something had eaten most of a cat. Ugh. And yeah. I know disgusting, right? So I got home and I, I just I felt so bad. I got really like emotional, I'm like this yeah. poor kitty. And I took the remains of it and and got rid of it. And that was her that was her logic of finding the motivation because yeah. this I have lost somebody yeah. in this in this scene. And god damn it if it didn't work. Well, I got those like I those mean, hold back tear kind of things yeah. and got a call the next day that I was on hold for it. And I was like, What? You gotta be kidding me. Um, <laughs> Isn't that funny how you're just like, there's no way I'm getting this. You're on hold. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I, the ones you blow off or don't care about, you're like, I'm never going to get this shit. And then they go, oh, they thought you were the best thing they've seen since whatever. So flash forward, I end up booking it like, they're like, okay, you need to get on a plane today because you have to be here tomorrow to test for COVID. Oh my God, we're moving tomorrow. We were moving. We had friends coming over. We were running a truck. We were starting the process of moving in the house. I'm like, I called her. I'm like, ah, I got something to tell you. I don't, this is really sucks, but I have to leave like right now. What? So her and a bunch of her friends and and some of our friends ended up having to move from my apartment into the house as I'm on a plane going, doing down there. But I was fortunate enough to get brought back a few times. You know, it's one of those sets where it can be, it could be very intimidating to most people because if you're, especially if you're a fan of the show, just the fan base for 11 seasons of the show, they have the rabid fan base. There are people that do cosplay and dress up and they go to all these autograph conventions and yeah. follow these people around everywhere. And so you kind of want to just be able to bring something to that and not look like a fool. I could not have been 
happier or more impressed by how they treated me when I got to set. So professional, so nice. Everybody coming up and introducing themselves. Greg Nicotero was a director who is one of my top two directors I've ever worked with. He didn't start out as a director. He started out as a special effects makeup guy. But um, he is like the guy that every actor wants to work with. I mean, he would just come over and just start talking with us and in between scenes. And he was just amazing. He really, he was so fun to work with. And then seeing all these actors who play these iconic roles that I've, you know, really enjoyed over the years. Yep. Man, it's great when you, I mean, you get to work on a show that you're like a big fan of. Right. It doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. So you're just like... You're trying to soak it all in and not fanboy out right. for all this stuff. You're like, many things going through your head. Okay, be professional. Yeah, they're like, and you're like, but Daryl's right there. I know. <laughs> you know, Carol's right there. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, without giving any details away. Right, of course. Because I don't want to get sued. No. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was one of the best experiences I've had. I just loved it. And wow. the fact that they kept bringing me back was just an absolute gift. Well, congrats on that, man. Thank you. I Look, I'll promote this. We're going to be promoting this when it comes out. I'm going to be reminding people. You remind people, and I'll remind people, and we're going to all see you <laughs> yeah. on, on some of those last episodes of The Walking Dead, because uh, I'm sure people, even people that have jumped off for whatever reason, because it's been on for forever. I jumped you know, off. I jumped uh, off yeah. a couple times, and then I hopped back on. I'm sure they're going to come back on for this last part, you know, because yeah. everyone wants to see how it it's ends. It's like the ending of an era, you know? It's like you, you just want to be there to to celebrate with me. Oh, let's just see what happens. I mean, do you think people hadn't jumped off a mash before that finale? I might. So, I mean, some people were like, oh, I'm a Frank Burns guy. I'll never watch these Winchester episodes. Oh, my God. And then they came, but then they came back for the finale. I mean, they so. replaced, replaced Trapper John. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. right. But this is a... Uh, Colonel Potter, Colonel Blake. Colonel yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. yep. I think it'll be great. I think it's going to be really good for the fan base to kind of have a, a closure to it. You know, nice. With all these, all yeah. these great characters. I don't know if you're in the series finale of Walking Dead. I may, but may not be. You may or may not be. But if you are, I'm going to start calling you series finale Preston because you are in the series <laughs> finale of Queen of the South. Oh, God. Which yeah. is another, I mean, one of my wife's favorite shows, Tressa. She loves Queen of the South. Such a um, good show. When I describe it, it's like it's if you like Breaking Bad, you're gonna like Queen of the South. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's pretty it's much what I would just say for sure. Yeah. Could be a different family that none of these guys know about, but the same kind of but stuff's a, going a, on. A powerful female lead yep. that like yep. comes from nothing and rises to such power. That was a fun show. That was another one I I just didn't really think much of it because I I had read for it a few times over yeah. the years and and nothing had ever come from it. But it was written really well. I actually really liked the scene. You know, we watched a few episodes just to kind of get the tone of it before I went down there. Yeah. It just turned out really well. It yeah. Was one of those well, ones that I was like, wow, it just really hit all the all the markers. Yeah, it's cool. And so I don't want to give any spoilers because maybe people haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but you, you, you give spoilers. But, but, you're, but you're in the finale and you play a pretty pivotal role with one of the main characters, I would yeah. say. You know, you know, you get to work with uh, Hempke Madeira, right? Yeah. Teresa's main henchman. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. He's like, he's the he's the heavy for sure. Yeah, so you got, so you got a scene with him. So that's amazing character got to talk about losing his virginity that's always amazing i mean i've never got to do that on a show hemp kimadera if, if you're like an mcu marvel guy people he's the guy that owns uh delmar's deli from that are in all the tom holland spider-man movies like homecoming and his deli is the one that keeps getting blown up first oh, i think it's yeah. it starts out as delmar's deli and then ve- eventually it's like delmar's three because <laughs> it's been like destroyed twice <laughs> it just keeps starting over but anyway that guy's great he I'm was jealous. such a great 
he was so so fun to work with. And it's funny because he has this like this thick like you know Mexican accent. Very yeah. In, in the and in real life he doesn't talk like that at all. Right, of course he's not. born in East LA. He's like he has a little bit of a you know East LA accent. Yeah. But so not that character. Right. <laughs> not not what you're expecting. Like oh my god. Before we get out of here, I got to get three quick recommendations from Preston Hillier. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you watch that people may not know? If you're a horror movie fan, yeah. it was when all the like the Korean films were really, really yeah. hot. There was a movie called Phone, but it was Pwn, P-O-N, is okay. in the Korean version. And it's the typical, you know, the girl has the the dark hair and moving all whatever. Uh-huh. It was such a spooky, and it's still such a creepy movie. And there's no blood. There's no, like weapons or gore or anything in it it is like the suspense of that movie i it still gets me i don't know why it just it's wow. such a good such a well done well thought out yeah. well shot movie phone okay it's a korean film I'll check it out uh what's the show or movie that you watch just for fun you know we, we just started watching uh, what we do in the shadows oh yeah oh my god great that yeah. is such a brilliant show it's really good so funny uh, i mean it just got nominated for for an emmy as well i love that show there's uh, the energy vampire in there it's just yeah brilliant what is the show or movie that inspires you it's one of those movies i think when you're when you're down when you're feeling unmotivated when you're lacking inspiration for me it always gets me and it goes back to kid and you play eye the tiger rocky any rocky yeah one all through, right one through four those just get the juices flowing and feel like the guy that's on the bottom that works his way to the top just powers through everything and gives you hope the rocky movies all yeah. all great in their own way cool well thank you for those recommendations if you would like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pics of Preston Hillier and I enjoying our breakfast from Garcia Bros Cafe, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can list all the breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances in the official breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers. Preston Hillier, 12-month fireman calendar. <laughs> $22.95, guys. It's pricey, but it's worth it. Trust me. He says, Addy. Wait till you get to December. <laughs> That's right. It's chilly. <laughs> Do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentford Store, brentfordstore.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Brentford. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Brentford is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 57 countries across the globe. The latest Bermuda. Love you, Bermuda. And uh, don't get lost in the triangle. That's not a good thing. That's not a place you want to be. No. And trust me, by Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Merci beaucoup to my studio engineer, the very French Will Frenchman, and everyone at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, thetinystudioLA.com, for making me sound c'est bon. Preston Hillier, what's next for you, and where can we find you on social media? I've, well, I've got some Walking Dead episodes yes. coming out. They start in uh, October 2nd. TWD. TWD. TBD. TBD starts October 2nd, is the first episode of The Last Eight. I have an episode of a show called Panhandle that I just did with, oddly enough, the girl who's the lead of it, Tiana Okoye, is Christian Okoye. Yeah. Daughter, who I know you're a big Chiefs uh, fan. Big Chiefs fan, the, the Nigerian Nightmare. Nigerian Nightmare. Yeah. Um, he was the football coach at uh, Azusa, well, he used to be Azusa Pacific. Are you and then became Azusa, and then they, they I think they, I think they, don't, dissolved they don't have the program, program anymore. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, he was like, a, I think he went to the Olympics for the discus at one time. Oh, wow. Or or at least was close. Fascinating yeah. guy. Yeah, I don't know when that's coming out. Probably the end of this year or beginning of next year, maybe. Okay. Quick, name um, all the states with a panhandle. <laughs> Florida. A panhandle. I will Nebraska. Nebraska. Yep, yep. But, uh, I think Oklahoma. there's Oklahoma. What else is there with the panhandle? Does Texas have a panhandle? I think uh, they might. Kentucky, Kentucky yeah, maybe. or is it West Virginia? Gosh, I'm not sure. One of those over that's there the main ones. A, uh, I'm impressed. Sort of yeah. Panhandle, yeah, panhandle knowledge. Like well, we got the best one. In clearly, this is how you book the job. Yeah, uh, like, what do you know about panhandles? Panhandle knowledge. All this. All this. Exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
Um, but that's about it. As far as, as for right now, those those two shows, um, which are both great. And and where's your social media, mostly? Uh, at Preston Hillier okay. on Instagram, Twitter, and then, you know, Facebook is just Preston James Hillier, I think, is a, whatever the, the page I have up there. So All right. follow what I'm doing. Very cool. Preston Hillier, you're a good buddy of mine, man. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming. Man. I've been I'm meaning so to glad. have you on for a long time. I'm so glad to yeah. be here. I thought, I thought maybe I got lost in Brent Pope's you know, mine it's, somewhere. No, this is a this is a weird thing. Like when you're actually friends with somebody and you know that you can talk to them anytime. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, well, I got to get these people now, and then like, and then your friends that you, you want to have on, you just forget. Yeah. Like, oh, they're just my friend. Yeah, they're just my know. friend. He wouldn't want to come on the show. <laughs> Possibly want to do breakfast. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. Uh, thank this you was for this been me, a man. this is great amazing time. And with that, we put another textbook volleyball bump worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to go bag. See ya. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Help support it by buying some awesome swag like the comfy shirts and the beautiful coffee mugs. Go to breakfaststore.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.